0: Hello, 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 we're on my favorite um, episode number eight, if you didn't know my favorite number is eight, and yeah, we're going to hop into an awesome topic on, <sighs> this is for you men, this is for you men, this is also for you women, right? So, we're going to hop into an awesome topic on how women are becoming more rigid and sharply independent that they're actually becoming these like ball busters um and how that is creating imbalance in relationships and and even leading to a i know this is maybe really far out but even leading to divorce because of this so let's hop into it this is awaken your inner warrior with Lex. On this podcast, we will share everything about livening up your life with love, mindset tools, nutrition tips, and all things life and wellness. Uniting badass men and women to come together to heal and awaken within. As we are all on a journey called life, why not live it to its fullest as our best, most highest selves? So welcome. I hope you get an earful of knowledge and tips and just an update on life. And I hope you, more importantly, enjoy this episode. Alright, this one's going to be a powerhouse. Because I love talking about um, the imbalance within women in terms of their relation to men. Um, Because I think that... um, the change from old school to new school has really um has really changed right and so in that in that change that new school i think the development of the female really like hit a thrive which is wonderful but um we knew we didn't want the old school but at the same time the new school is ain't really working either right so we have this old school way which was um, like really men were not supposed to express their emotions and they were just like confined to this role of you know the man of the house right and like he did most of the decision making he was the leader and then women were confined to the the role of the housewife um, and had uh, the power of you know fewer opportunities to move beyond really the household life right which was like family cleaning all that right and how we then you know shift into this newer role newer stage where it's kind of like this this we know we don't want you know we know we don't want um men who become dependent on women for sex and nurturing and the care of their home and their children because really at that that old school way you know though there's some benefit to both ways right um let's let's look at the benefit right of the old school way there's some benefit the the disadvantage is that they you become really dependent both partners become dependent on the other because they are nothing without that other person because they don't fulfill um, the role of a man, and the 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 man doesn't fulfill the role of the woman. So you become, the men becomes really dependent on women for sex, nurturing, and the care of the home and the children, where women become dependent on the men for money, and the affection, and status, and stability. Um, and so now we come into this newer age where we want that balance, but we think that the balance um has to be um, this ideal where everything's equal and like even split, evenly splitting the relationship. And that means household tasks, finances, child caring, um, intimacy, even, right? Which is what we're going into. So um, we've created this like 50 50 relationship. Which is this positive step in the right direction, but we're not, we're missing a huge aspect of intimacy and like that intimate communion of joining forces with a man, like man and woman. Because when you have this 50-50 relationship, yeah, there's a spark in the beginning, but then you become like these friends, just like people who live together that like each other. And you become really just... Friends or roommates um, and then you find that it's almost like both men and women in this kind of relationship if you find yourself in this or you find yourself this is this is what the world has for us right now but you kind of have this internal or this inner yearning for something deeper right like don't you crave or maybe you don't but don't you desire something deeper than what um than this 50 50 relationship But at the same time, the old way of the abuse of woman and the abuse of of needing a man to sustain is not, it doesn't seem right either. Um, So this is why we tend to have, like, we find a lot of relationships. um, They, they yearn for that, that deeper longing of true feminine radiance and true masculine essence by ending up cheating or leaving or not feeling really in communion with that 50-50 relationship and they're seeking something a lot deeper and and more profound. So they're seeking that feminine radiant woman that is, seems so like going with the flow. And that woman who's in the 50 relationship is also seeking that strength and that manliness and that, and that, um, not control, but you know, control of knowing what he wants. And we seek that strength and that presence and that confidence in another man, Because we're not fulfilling it in that 50-50 relationship. Though it's stable. Like, it's great. It's fine. It's not amazing. Like, if you want a fine relationship, that's, that's for you. But if you want... If you yearn for something deeper, something really that you're longing for with the opposite sex, this is it. This is it, guys. Right? And so, we live in a world today, which is then I... This is where I'm going to, right? And how... We live in a world today now where you know men are complaining about women and women are complaining about men. And we find that men are really complaining that women are becoming so hardened and more resistive and sharply independent to the point where they're no longer attractive to the men because really they're becoming men they're in themselves. Yeah, they have all the female parts, but they're they're representing this manly manliness. And they're becoming like these new ball busters. Like, they got the balls, right? And it's like, woman, you don't got balls. So stop trying to have them. You don't need them, right? Like, just be and own you. And then we find that the women are complaining that men are becoming weaker and less committed in intimacy and seemingly lost in their lives. And they just seem so weak and they're just all over the place and and come up short even and we can maybe even consider them wimps, right? Like they're what men are becoming more feminine. So what does this have to do with this like ideal of what men and women think of each other? How can we shift that? Why is that what we think of each other? What's put this negative connotation on the opposite sex? And how can we release that almost like stigma, right? So just talking about the feminine energy, right? And like really how beautiful the feminine energy is. And when so a woman feels that she needs to be in her masculine, it's because she fears the masculine. It's like she doesn't feel safe in or with the masculine. So she feels she needs to be the masculine. Let that sink in for a second. So a woman who tends to be more in the masculine the reason she's more in the masculine is because she doesn't feel safe being in the feminine because of either an imbalance, in many areas actually, an imbalance in feeling, um, not feeling safe being with the masculine uh, or not feeling safe about the masculine growing up or not feeling safe to be a feminine woman because it's seen as bad. So there's three, th- really three, three options there. And like how you can tell if maybe you are this like feminine or yeah, this feminine woman who is more in her masculine signs of almost like a wounded female are, you know, having fear of of healthy expression of expressing yourself in whatever form that is, you know, dance, creativity. Right. And there's also, you know, having maybe blocked sexual, Um, energy and creative energy so if that feels like you um also if it may feel um you may feel like you're too much quote unquote and you have a hard time stepping into being or owning that you have this immense beautiful amount of energy and why not be much who wants to be little like embrace your bigness right you also may feel that you're like hypersensitive and that you either are hypersensitive or that you have either controlled your emotions so much that you try not to feel them. You're like, I'm in control of them. I don't feel them. I'm a brick wall. I'm amazing. <laughs> well, brick walls not that great. It's pretty solid. doesn't really do much. Can't crack some good jokes. (laughs) Um, So are you hypersensitive? Do you feel unworthy of love? Is your heart closed down? Are you emotionally chaotic, overthinking, overwhelmed by your emotions? And last but not least, um, do you use excess masculine energy to protect yourself? Do you use the masculine energy that we all have within ourselves? But as a female, do you use the masculine energy to protect yourself? It's okay to, it's okay to protect yourself, right? But you, if you trust yourself, you don't need protection. Because you know that you're already in line with the decisions you're making. You can go wholeheartedly into every situation and then know, hey, this person is not good for me. I'm going to remove myself from the equation i didn't need to protect myself with a brick wall i went in with light feathers and came out with light feathers think about that maybe that's a great different kind of um analogy that may help you so yeah when we are in this wounded female body and not embracing our feminine energy we tend to go into the masculine and we become the man in some way but we have woman parts but look at you know i i so i say this because i used to be this so i i'm speaking from personal experience like you eventually, you know, you may be one of those girls who's always been a tomboy, which rock rock on, girl, because I'm the same way, right? So, you know, you've always been a tomboy, but now, you know, went from tomboy to now you feel like you have to be, like, the masculine. You have to compete with the, the, the guys, and you have to, like, prove to them that you're, you're a tough woman, and you're a tough girl, and you got this going on. You have the baddest that, and you can do this, you can do that, right? Well, what, who, what guy... I want a girl that can can beat me at every sport and be stronger than me in every way possible. <laughs> mm. I don't know a man. I don't know a man that <laughs> thinks that. So, so you, what we've created in this evolution of bringing the female up in society through that the movement of feminism. We've created a a society of women who have more freedom, right, and have the ability to crack the numbers and be like that man in the old school way, right? But we still get to take on the role as the nurturer and the caretaker. So we're taking on all the roles. So it's so we're sharing this balance with the men, which not not no problem, right? But we're now becoming the man. And we're wondering why there's no men, real men anymore. Well, because there's nobody to. There's nobody, like our our um our chances of finding someone stronger than us if you're so much in your masculine is harder, right? And if you're already imbalanced, chances are you're not gonna find a balanced man. Right? Like if you're imbalanced, you're gonna find imbalanced men. You attract who you are. You attract your shadow basically. So, when you're balanced and you're in your feminine flow, you're you're in alignment, you're doing you and you're embracing you, you attract the opposite. That polarity. Because you're open to receiving the divine masculine, which is so strong and balanced and safe. It's why we have these two polar opposite um types of men in the first early in the early life of our of our years dating, we attract either the pushovers or the bad boys <laughs> kind of not saying that's for everyone, right but in general, you do because you're either so much in your masculine that you're attracting the opposite polarity. So a more feminine man, right? You're pushing that man to be in his feminine because he's feeling, he's trying to figure out where he lies in the world. He doesn't really feel like much, especially if you're a woman, you're already, as a woman, you're already seven years ahead of any man your age. So if you're 20, you wanna be dating someone like 27. Not saying that that's like, go live by that rule, but you're seven years ahead mentally. So if you're dating someone your age and they're feeling you're lost, and we're talking about early age, like let's say they're 17. That guy has no idea what he needs or wants in life, and he's not going to be probably be able to provide you the support and safety that you desire. Now, some men feel it, from, feel it from the get-go. Maybe they had a really great father that showed them that, and they just know what they want. But at some point, a man is trying to find themselves, and a lot of times they're imbalanced. So allow that man to grow, you know, allow that man to take his journey. And, you know, I think that, you know, I know that I'm connecting this to different things now, but like, you have to, to have intimacy, to create intimacy, you have to first create that intimacy, that connection within yourself first. And if you don't, have that intimacy that connection that love for yourself you're not gonna find it in another person. yeah they can help you learn a lot of lessons but you'll never truly love or be able to open yourself to love until you love yourself. Sorry I gotta chug some water getting thirsty up here so so going back to why that woman is in her more ma- more of a masculine energy. Like I said there's those three different concepts that we can look at. And and then you know look at of course um what it looks like as a woman who is awake, who is conscious, who is in her feminine energy, who's owning it, being it, and living it, right? And what that looks like to see that, because we talked about what a wounded or a woman who's really not in her feminine energy, scared to own it because of either fear of the masculine or fear or like safety, or the lack of safety of being inner feminine, right? So what does it look like? And this is where I love, I love to talk about the feminine energy because I've so much owned and have lived, in, or not have lived, but am living in mine. And one of the things that just embody the feminine energy, the one thing that this nature that nature provides that is so the feminine energy is my one thing that I love more than life is the ocean. The ocean. We as feminine goddesses, we flow just like the ocean. She, we move like the ocean, powerful but gentle, calm but dangerous right healing but definitely knocking up some waves right we have our high tides we have our low tides and not more importantly we're just freaking being we're flowing where the heck we want we're letting ourselves go out go in move through the spaces we don't let a container take our shape we don't let a, a area Prevent us from moving in. We just flow in, and we flow out. Ooh, this feels so good. I just like dancing with this concept, and that's another thing. Dance is a another form of stepping into that feminine energy. So, what does it look like to embody that feminine energy expression? Being to being able to fully consciously as a woman express their self in a healthy way, not manipulative, not controlling, but expressing yourself in this a beautiful expansion of your your feminine energy, of your aura, of your wings. Right? Don't don't constrict yourself in the in your body. I don't care how small or big you are, don't constrict yourself. You have a heart. You have this beautiful womb that births creation. You have the ability to connect more spiritually than men. You have this beautiful body that men, men adore over, drool over, love over. Own it. Love it. Take care of it. It is so more connected to this. To nature than to anything else, we are nature, we are nature, are you kidding me? So express yourself, let yourself move in your body. don't be rigid, don't follow the to-do list. you can make a list, but don't go by the don't maybe don't go by the rules. Flow in, flow out, get out of your head, and get into your heart, dance. Don't think, don't think. Just let it go. So express yourself. Let your body manifest in a full body, beautiful, almost like work of art. That where you're just like expressing yourself in yeses and full body knows. Like your body just knows. I mean, I know a lot of women, and you maybe you may not agree with this or feel that this is you but um i myself know that this is me but like when i when i walk in a room um and i think men and women can both feel this but i feel like women because we're more spiritually connected than men um when i walk in a room if you feel like your stomach not up maybe you get constipated maybe you have this tightness in your throat or your heart do you listen to that ever Ever, do you listen to that sign and symbol that's saying, "Hmm, something's not uh, uh, something's not agreeing me with agreeing with me in this moment," and are you gonna dance with it and shimmy yourself out of that space when it's time to go in for low tide, or you gonna you gonna move in for high tide? You have that ability. You have that choice. Right, And listening to that movement in your body is so powerful because it is our connection, our intuition, our guidance towards something's not feeling right. So if your full body is like, no, get me out of here. Well, if you, maybe there's something that's limiting you from expressing your, so, your fully conscious, beautiful woman self. Go where you feel safe to be and embody yourself. And the second thing. Don't apologize for who you are or hold back for being too much. Be too much. Get so big. Get so big in your embodiment of self that people want to be in your bigness. You walk in the room and you have a presence because you're just doing you. You're loving you. You're making choices that are so aligned to you. And don't. And I don't want to hear... Oh, Alexa, I wish I could live your life. Or, oh, Alexa, that's not reality. It is reality. You're just not, you're living your reality. You can change your reality. You can today decide, I'm going to live this lifestyle that Alexa is talking about by deciding to have discernment around things, boundaries around things. Hey, I'm not going to let my boss manipulate me anymore. Hey, I'm going to wake up at 6.30 every morning and go for a run. Hey, I'm going to give myself self-care. Hey, I'm going to express to my husband how after work, work, I love to shower to connect with that water and shed off any energy that's no longer serving me and really relax and take that time for self-care. The fully conscious woman also doesn't. Here we go. Here we go, ladies. Here we go, ladies. Ready for this one? She doesn't people, please. No. She doesn't. She doesn't. She's also receptive to the masculine when she feels that his intentions are pure. You'll know. You'll know, honey. Don't be worried about being guarded to the masculine man. You know, if you trust and love yourself, you'll know when the man feels off. Because your body will tell you. Your heart will tell you. Your energy will tell you. And you'll go, no, I don't trust that guy. So you just leave the situation. That's it. But if you feel safe in his masculine energy, then you can... then you can... Um, What am I trying to say? Then you can be receptive in knowing that his intentions are pure. She's also not guarded and rigid with a masculine shield. If you meet me, okay, so I used to be really guarded and rigid. Um, and, I, you know, it's so funny. I was having a conversation with one of my girlfriends today, and I said, "Women don't like me, <laughs> you know, um, for many years. And they still, you know, don't lo- love me. I'm just not. Your typical woman but you know even but growing up I was very rigid and had this big shield up and definitely repelled a lot of stuff you repel so much when you have a shield up you're not just repelling the bad you're also repelling the good hate to hate to tell you so when you put up that rigid shield, you're, you're preventing yourself from living life, number one. Oh my God, it's like the biggest one, but you're also preventing yourself from um, not only the negative things maybe, but the positive things that could be coming. Right? The synchronicities, the the love that could be blossomed, the people that you can meet, right? So unconscious woman is not guarded or rigid with a masculine shield, but instead open in honoring her intuition. Trust it. She also owns having an energetic shine or radiance that's warm, loving, and nourishing. That's just who we are as women. Own it. Shine. You are the sun. Like shine it. Warm, loving, and nourishing energy. Love on everybody. You can never give in, you can never give enough love. And more importantly, the last thing, she's also playful and full of life force energy. Play, play, the woman goes with the flow. She dances with the flowers, she, she dances in the wind, she climbs the tree, she sings, she dances. She breathes fresh, bright energy onto everyone she meets because she's living in her life force energy. And not and just to tap on this when you are being this type of woman, you're being you because more importantly, I want you to know this isn't about being this this like woman of like high superiority superiority, this is just deconditioning you to just becoming coming home to you and who you've always been that's it that's it and when you do do that it invites the masculine consciousness to step forward to man up to be an even bigger better man because he wants to love the radiance that you hold and you shine because who wouldn't want to love on that who wouldn't want to love on that So, ways for you, if you set, find yourself being this more rigid woman with the masculine shield up. I'll tell you right now, if you're hearing it from me, right? Which I you probably are. <laughs> and you have this this masculine shield. You can always reach out to me. I'd love to help talk to you. But little tips and tricks, tricks I can tell you. And I tell you this. Because if you find yourself maybe being more in the feminine and you know people than you're masculine, know that you cannot force a woman to lay down her masculine shield and surrender. Not right, not so easily, not right away. But you can definitely influence if she's receptive and willing. Um, one way that can help if you're in if that person is in a relationship, so the masculine energy... Ha- can definitely needs to work on if he isn't already grounding down more so that his groundedness feels so secure, safe, and loving for her to trust and feel safe opening up into her feminine so allow that if you're that man, practice leading, protecting, supporting, and being clear with your direction so that she Can feel clear in her direction of exploring her femininity. And allow her to experience some dance, maybe. Right? So, to that, I did a poll. (laughs) I did a poll in my stories today or yesterday and I asked um the audience you know do you think um do you think women are becoming more rigid and sharply independent that they're like ball busters and um and it's funny I did get a 50 50 so I I had a 50-50, which is pretty good. Like I want to, I want to hear a woman being more in their feminine, you know, and um, and hopefully these men that answered, um, have maybe amazing girlfriends that are in their feminine energy, and that's amazing, right? And actually, then proceeded to ask them, um, if, did I take a screenshot of that one? Okay, if they feel they have to step down as the leader, as a man, and I was happy that the men that are following at least me said no um 80% said no so they don't feel like they have to be stepped down um but at the same time I feel like in a way I don't know if they know what that they actually aren't stepping up that they're living that 50-50 relationship of security of like we have equal roles and they don't know what it is to like what it means to really step up and to own and to lead so there could be a misunderstanding, there could be a um a lack of knowledge on on that that true concept, right? Um, and then, you know, the other question I asked was for women to answer is like, Do you think men are becoming weaker? And we had about sixty five, seventy percent um of women say yeah. Yes, yes, yes. And if they said yeah, no, which I had one of my friends say no, and she so beautifully has a husband, that's that's and um, you know in his masculine energy and allows her to be in her step into her femininity in a beautiful way. So, um, there you go. There's balance right there. So that's amazing. And then even proceeded to ask then if you find yourself having to be the man in a relationship. I asked this to the ladies, and um, and I got. That's what we got. Hold on. What do we get back here? I got fifty eight percent back, so they the well the yeah so the yes fifty eight percent of them agree that they have to they find themselves having to be the man in their relationship. Um, So there you go too. Um, So ways to ways as a woman to become less rigid. And, have, and, and, and feeling like you have to be this man is is in feeling safe in the masculine. Feeling safe in, in your femininity to step into your femininity. And then if you're in a relationship, maybe when you do that, because this is a powerful thing. So I was in a relationship where I was in my masculine. He was in his masculine. And, and we were at odds end, right? Because you can't have two people really in their masculine. And so I wanted to really work on myself. I was like, I'm not growing in this and I need to be more myself so one way I started helping myself with by being more feminine by dancing and by enjoying going to flow and I remember the first weekend I did that he was like what the hell are you doing like what are you acting really weird <laughs> and that's when I knew if you're not accepted by your man by being more feminine he's the man for you. So, if you're in a relationship, talk about this with him. Express what you're going you're working on, right? And how you want to feel more safe and maybe he wants to work on this with you, but if not, that's okay. Then allow yourself to expose and see how he reacts. He may naturally start to feel this beautiful polarity or he may look at you and sadly say, "What the heck are you doing?" <laughs> And if he says that, I'm deeply sorry because I don't want anybody to feel that. But I encourage you to, to go grow alone. Not alone, but like go to grow as a single person. Because at, at that point, I realize or I see for you that that intimate communion that you are in at the moment isn't really growing either of you. But actually... Allowing you to feel more stuck. Creating more stuckness. And who wants that? And that not actually creating the safety, the, the connection, and the, the direction that the man is supposed to provide. I don't see that, you know? So, ground down. Come back to you, this feminine goddess that you are. And awaken into that softness. Awaken your heart because you do not need to be a brick wall. Nobody needs to be a brick wall. (laughs) And allow your body to flow into your flow. Be the ocean. And if you don't like oceans, be the lake. But the ocean's better. Be the ocean. (laughs) And allow yourself to flow into your divine femininity. I love you guys. I love you guys so much. I hope you have an amazing day, amazing night, amazing morning, amazing wherever you are. And um, I hope this connects with you. If this connects with you, leave me a note. Leave me a DM. Leave me a message. I'll give you my phone number. We can have a call. We can have a chat. Let's talk. Let's talk about knocking that brick wall down, feeling safe in your femininity, and feeling safe and trusting the masculine energy when you know it's pure. So good. So good. All right. I love you. Signing out. <laughs> mm. Well, happy, happy day, whatever day it is for you, a happy day. Um, we're jumping into one word. One word is the topic of today, and that is quality. Quality everything. Everything. Quality life, quality food, quality relationships, people, music, um, water, everything quality, and how quality everything can transform your entire life and your relationship with everything. Let's dive in. So I was up in Maine this past weekend, cutting down my Christmas tree. I hope that if you do celebrate Christmas, I hope that you get a beautiful tree this year and you get to decorate it with your loved ones. Um, but yeah, I was cutting down my Christmas tree. Um, and we were shopping downtown. Um, in my favorite, one of my, one of my favorite towns are Um, childhood towns, it's like my second home, I've been going there for 22 years, Um, I'm not even 22, and I've been going there for 22 years, because I was going there even when I was in my mom's belly, can you believe that one, Um, (laughs) and this town is Kennebunkport, Maine, so if you ever get the chance to go, you shall, it is so quaint and cute, and there's tons of shops, and I can tell you all the places to go, um, and whatnot, but there is this cute um, little Natural, all natural, organic cafe that is up there. And my sister was like, "Hey, I want to go get like a um, a matcha drink." And I was like, "Okay, I'll go with you. I'll just go for the walk, you know." So I went for the walk, and I was surprised to find or discover when I walked in. I, you know, I was looking at the menu and stuff. And uh, she ordered the matcha. She was like, do you want anything? And I was like, no, but I'll, I'm I'm still looking, you know. And I looked at their specialty drinks. And they had matcha. And they had a lot other, a lot of other drinks that I was shocked to see. And I was impressed by because there are a lot of places or there is there a lack of places that exist um, like this one. And... um, the the quality ready guys here we go that's what we're going into quality of the ingredients at this one place was like so amazing like so amazing i was shocked um i got this one drink and when i tell you it was like a super food drink it was baller it was amazing so it was called ocean right and in this drink called Ocean, it had astragalus, It had maca. It had blue spirulina. It had a nutmeg and cinnamon. It had ginger and clove. It had coconut milk. It had butterfly pea flower. Flower, like, as in flowers that grow from the ground. So it's a butterfly pea flower. It's, it's blue. It's beautiful. Um, ashwagandha, vanilla bean, bean and salt, sea salt, and pepper. Like, talk about... Ugh like a super food, a super drink, super drink of drinks. I think it was that one. I think it was that one. (laughs) And it was so good too. So not only was it pretty in color, like it was a beautiful like turquoise teal. It was also so good. It tasted like almost like Christmas in a cup because of, or just fall or like that, that, that warm spice in a cup because of the cinnamon and the nutmeg and the clove. And I was so impressed. I was impressed. I was impressed. And guess what? My body loved it. It was recharged in some way. It was brought to a warmer state because it was, let's be honest, it was like 29 degrees when we were up there. And um, so my body loved that warmth, right? Because warm foods for our body, no matter the year, I'm going to repeat that again, no matter the year, warm foods for our body are essential are good aid in our digestion and why is that well think about our body temperature internally it runs warm room temperature so when you put cold foods and cold water into your body your body has to now work harder to warm up that colder food and that raw vegetables to digest it properly so doesn't mean raw vegetables are bad. No, no, it's still good. But know that depending on your body type, they can be a lot for your body to digest and in turn cause bloating and digestion, digestive issues. So that's when I always say like, or this is where I say, sometimes a salad isn't, isn't good for you. And it's not that it's not healthy. It means that the raw vegetables, the heavy raw vegetables that are in a salad. Because if you think about it, a salad is very raw, and sometimes that's not um, what people what people need in their body. So, um, yeah, crazy, right? But um, talking about this this idea of quality. So here I was at this at this shop at this uh, cafe. And having this amazing quality drink. And to be honest, it was probably the same price as your typical um, Starbucks drink, honestly. I think it was probably cheaper because I got like the large and it was $5. I don't know Starbucks prices, but I know they're outrageous. And um, the amount of quality that was in that drink for the same price of actually not so great quality at Starbucks or not so great nutritional value at Starbucks. Um I got, right? And this is where I want to dive into quality and the and why quality is so important. And I'm not just talking food, but I am at the same time. So let let's start with food. Let's start with food and why quality food is important. And this is where I want to chat or kind of dive into the extremes our society lives in um in in terms of food and I think in in terms of um, many things but we live in a society where um you're all in or all out (laughs) and I get it I totally get it because I you know you could be all in on a vacation or just all out right but like in terms of eating a lot of people think they have to go like all in on a diet and be like super restrictive in all areas and and give up everything and 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 it, and you know that's another conversation i'd love to have is like why people think a quality the your quality of life your quality of life is being able to eat whatever the fuck you want pardon me but why Why is it that you think that you're not living life if you can't eat whatever the heck you want? Sorry, but when I think of living life, I think of being my best, happiest, most healthiest self that I can do whatever the fuck I want. Because I have the energy and the health and the sustainability and the flexibility to go do whatever I want. Because my body is in prime condition to do all those things. That, to me, sounds more exciting than, oh my god, I can't eat bagels. (laughs) Because my doctor or my coach or my, you know, physician said that they're not good for me and they just life sucks now life sucks it sucks (laughs) i'm going in with the boston accent (laughs) life sucks but you know why like it you can now this is where then i switch it to back to the conversation of how people are all in all out in the sense that they think that you know to be healthy you have to be like super restrictive on a diet and Or they can eat whatever the heck they want. Well, there is a middle ground. Hi. Hi, how are you? Name's Alexa. (laughs) Let me teach you it. (laughs) There's a middle ground. Yes, sometimes, depending on where you are at in life and your beginning stages, you do need to start at the extreme cleanse of a diet um, to cleanse your body of all the toxins, And once you do though, then there becomes, then you can create a balance for your body and for your life. And that balance is looking at all the quality foods and choosing the quality foods for your body. Now, what's that? What does that mean? What does that mean, Alexa? That means that you can eat the things that you ate before by choosing quality ingredients for all of the um, essential ingredients so for example you can have pizza you can have pasta you can have a burger here's the difference I'm gonna go have a burger at McDonald's or um, where else are burger places that people would go you know uh, um Longhorn Steakhouse, go get a steak there. Okay, my question is, where does that steak coming from? What's the quality? What are the sides you're getting? And what's on the burger, right? Burger and steak, I'm combining the two. That's quality. That's where we talk about quality. Now, if you go out to, not to dinner, or maybe you make it at home, let's say, look at the difference finding a restaurant that has grass-fed Angus beef, 100% Angus beef, or maybe they are a butchery in the restaurant, right? And you get quality meat, and then chances are they're not choosing quality meat and giving you a subpar bun and a subpar fries and all that. Chances are they're giving you a quality bun, quality tomatoes quality and maybe even avocado and some onions and some mushrooms and then you get sweet potatoes or french fries or maybe you chose some broccoli and then the quality of your plate goes up where if you go out and get a burger at McDonald's you're getting who knows what kind of meat <laughs> who knows what's on the burger and the fries are heavily processed this is the difference between quality and Quality and I don't know regular. <laughs> I don't know what the what the norm. What do you want to call the norm? But call it whatever you want. But this is the difference. This goes for everything in life. So if you like cheese, for example, or you like chocolate, okay. Well, number one, let's look at if it doesn't work for you. But number two, if it doesn't work, for, if it does work for you, but maybe the type of cheese you're not eating, your eating isn't good for you. Let's go find you a farm where they sell cheeses made in house. And the quality of that cheese is way better. Also look at different types of cheese. American is probably the worst kind of cheese you could have. But if you have cheddar or you have um, brie or gouda or goat, huh, the quality goes up. Your body loves you more. Same goes with chocolate. Instead of going to Hershey's, Which is full of milk, dairy, really bad, probably really bad quality chocolate, and instead of you go to maybe a local um, food store or maybe someone that you know that makes chocolate in house out of in their in their home, who knows? Or you can actually make you can actually make chocolate at home um, with cocoa no cacao nibs or what is it cacao nibs and. Shea butter, I think, and not maybe not shea butter, but um, what the frick is it called? Some kind of butter, something, something. I'll get you that recipe if you're interested. Let me know. <laughs> um, um, yeah, look at the quality, choose a better quality chocolate to sustain your body so that you're eating a dessert that's made of quality ingredients instead of being, instead of eating a dessert that's. I don't know, scraps at the, the local bakery. I mean not even local bakery, but scraps at market basket. Oh yeah, I'm gonna go grab the scraps. They're two for one dollar for a pie. Pardon me. Go make your own pie. Go make your own. Go pick some blueberries and make your own pie. Yum. Talk about yum. Um this is quality, guys. This is quality and how you can you can live this lifestyle every day. I mean, I <laughs> I just packed my lunch. Guess what's in it? I have Um, onions. I have peppers. I have Brussels sprouts. I have, here's the kicker, I have pasta. (sighs) Alexa, having pasta. Yeah, but you know where the pasta is made from? This is the only pasta I can eat. If I eat regular pasta, I get bloated and I feel cramped up. This pasta is made in the South Shore by a woman. In her home with her husband, they make pasta together, and they import the flour. They they have the flour imported from Italy, delivered to their home. That all the only ingredients they use is that flour and water, and they air compress it so that the that the air bubbles are um, out, so that you don't get any you don't have any belt bloating. And that crazy, and that crazy. So I have. I have pasta, and I have a little bit of Parmesan cheese. Where's the Parmesan Parmesan cheese coming from? It's coming from Whole Foods, and it's organic. This is the difference of quality. Now, I want to extend this a lot a bit farther, farther into life. Now, you may be so inspired by how you can eat what you want by choosing things that are that are good for you. That are better quality. If you have any questions on, like, what is quality, you feel free to ever, like, just message me. I will, I will direct you in ways um, because if I haven't, if I'm eating it, then I, I know a place or a way for you to also get quality food and ingredients um, that are that are accessible to you. Um, so, yeah, let's go a little bit farther, though. Let's talk life. <laughs> your quality, if you put yourself in the center of a circle, you, the quality of your life is the quality of everything you surround yourself by. So now that you just saw that example with food, and you may, like I said, be so, like, in awe of that that concept, that idea <laughs> of realizing how you're not eating quality you're eating the scraps you're like oh my god i can't afford so i got to go take my grandma's cake cuz i don't have any food <laughs> or you not even your grandma's cake but you know you got to go you know eat all the leftovers from the lunch room at work or or you know the scrap whatever it is you can find quality, and it doesn't have to be expensive. Uh, like, I'm telling you right now, it does not have to be expensive. This is where people think organic is more expensive. Yeah, okay, it's a little bit per dollar, right? But it doesn't mean you can't find. There's so many ways to go around it from just um, without going through the grocery store. Because the grocery store adds totals it up, but there's so many ways your local farm is actually can be cheaper than your the grocery store, and the quality is a thousand times better. And that goes for I know I'm keep keep, you know moving the subjects, but um, that goes for like I said, life. What you surround yourself by is so important. Is so important. So that goes for music. Like what music are you listening to? Is it positive or negative? Are you watching TV? Is it positive or negative? Or are you reading books? What kind of books are you reading? What are your friends like? What environment do you surround yourself in every single day? Are you reaping positivity or are you reaping complaints, negativity, jealousy, guilt, um, you know, trash talking people, sarcasm, Are you spreading love or are you spreading judgments? Your quality of life is all about what you surround yourself by. And it goes for little things, like the quality of your shampoo affects your scalp. The quality of the boots or shoes that you wear affects the the vibration of your day because if you didn't know everything has energy your table your stuffed animal your headband your your mask if you wear a mask your blanket your water ball it all has energy and if you're choosing things for your life that bring you joy that item will bring you joy if you're choosing things that don't bring you joy and you know choosing things from a Uh, A place of lack where you're like oh I, I probably need this it's on sale I'll buy it just in case and then you never actually use it and that's $10 that you could have saved to buy a $20 water bottle when you had the money in two months but you know a month ago you didn't need it so what are you surrounding yourself by are you going from a place of abundance or are you coming from a place of lack? Are you choosing quality friends that bring your your life to life? Is the relationships you're in making you a better woman or man? There's a quote that I have talked about in the past that I live by. It's. It says... When two intimate partners come together to form intimacy, they should join, basically, they should join forces as long as when they join forces, they help each other grow in ways they couldn't alone. But if you can grow more alone, then that partner is not for you. That person is a, a companion. They are not a partner that is helping you grow. And I think that goes, that really goes for not just an intimate partner, partner but also for life in general. If the people are around you are bringing you down, one thing, here we go, actually. If the people around you are bringing you down, Decide what you want to do about that if you want to remove yourself from the situation if you can, but maybe you can 't and are you going to show up for yourself as the woman and the man that you want to become? Are you going to use your voice and this is one thing that i 've been stepping into as in the past month, I have um, been shifted into situations where um, one one area where I felt a lack of support in, 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 my, in areas of, in some areas of my life from a person. And it affected me and in, in a way where I was, I was kind of triggered. And am I going to let that thing trigger me or am I going to confront it head on? Because a trigger is an invitation for you to release something that you're holding on to internally. That you do something that is, is either a part of you that you don't like about yourself or something that you need to confront from your past And it's time to let go of. But maybe in some way you will believe it about yourself. And that's why it triggers you. So I say that because I've been stepping into my voice. And I want want to encourage you to step into your voice. And stand out. And stand strong in what you believe in and who you are. And stand up for your quality of life. Stand up for it. If someone in your friend group or someone in your family or someone in your, in your relationships of all forms does not support you, does not believe in you and does not encourage you to be a better woman or man than for the next day, for the next hour, for the next minute and they're actually bringing you down and, and hindering your growth you're choosing to keep them around you. You're choosing to keep that low vibrational quality of a person around your life, I encourage you to choose you, choose your voice, and choose to stand up and stand out about it. Unless it's what you want, unless it's what you believe, but I don't think you believe. I think I think you have been con- you have been conditioned that you know you're maybe a person not worthy of greatness. But deep down you know you are worthy of greatness. You just don't know how to step out and into that 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 pedestal kind of where you feel worthy of, of a quality life because you've been you're either surrounded by people who make you feel like you're not of quality. I wanna encourage you, another thing, to be your own best friend, to love yourself first to take care of yourself first, to put yourself first and make decisions for you. No one's in control of you besides you. You aren't in control of anyone else. You aren't in control of your past or your future. The only thing you're, controlling, you're in control of is this present moment. And if you're in a present moment where you are pondering your past, so much so because of people or situations, well, confront the, your past head on. If there's a person that bothers you, confront them head on. If there's someone that's in your present moment right now that's bothering you, who's not supporting you, confront them head on in a loving, compassionate way where you're standing in your truth because you know what you do and don't want. You know what you want. You know what you want. You're just afraid to stand in that power. Because you think that society already knows everything. you got to get someone else's approval and feel like you are worthy and that you're making a good decision. Make the decision for you. I can't tell you how different it had felt over the holidays personally compared to a year ago and in so many ways that I can't even I could go into and it could be a long long another podcast but in in the sense that I was sitting at the table and not that I was questioned what I was doing in life but as as any age of any age of life you get questioned you know what you're doing or you know what, what you, how your house work what you're doing, and I like I said I wasn't like sp- specifically questioned this year, but there was a there was a piece within myself where I knew what the heck I'm doing. I don't need to tell anybody or prove to anybody what I'm doing. I know what I'm doing. And I know I'm confident about the decisions I'm making. So whether I tell, this, tell a person, yeah, I'm doing this and I'm doing that, and you know these are, these are the decisions i make, and if they want to throw opinions, it doesn't matter. Because I've already made the decision for myself that this is how I'm living my life. And this is how my life is going to span out, plan out, and look for myself. Choose your quality. At Thanksgiving, choose your, I mean, it was in the past, but I think when you were at that meal, choose the quality foods that you want to eat, that you want to fuel your body with. What you fuel yourself with fuels you. And again, that's not just food. Fuel yourself with really good soaps and moisturizers that seep into your skin and that replenish you. Your skin is your biggest organ. Your biggest, largest organ, whatever you put on your skin goes to all of your organs. Goes to your liver, goes to your gut, goes to your heart, goes to your brain. That goes for people. Your interaction with people is felt internally. So surround yourself by good people. Music floods, goes through your your ears, into your brain, into your heart, into your vital organs. Because music has that vibration that affects your entire body. If you're listening to things that will uplift you, you're going to feel happier. Quality life. The quality of your life. Is huge. What, what is quality to you? What is quality to you? And, and, and you know, I'm making this so big and large, but start small, start small. You don't have to jump the ladder. I want you to take the first step. So what seems manageable to you? What seems manageable to you? Do you want to start with food? Does that seem reasonable? Do you wanna start with soaps and your hair conditioner, hair and shampoo and your facial wash? Or do you wanna start with your friends because they're right in your mind and you realize how, how much they're bringing you down? Or do you wanna start with your clothes or the music you watch or the TV you watch or the books you read or your work environment or your home environment? Again, the clothes you wear, the environment you live in, sets you up for success. So if you're surrounded by a lot of furniture, a lot of um, clutter from the past, it can easily bring you down. So goes for for clothes. Not saying that you can't wear black, because I mean, I love black too. But darker clothes or less... Quality made clothing, in the sense that if it's made from less, um, uh, at least, oh my, what try to say? Um, if it's made from um, not so great quality um, materials, right? When you put that on, it holds a vibration. That vibration may not be good for you; it might be bringing you down during the day. That's why, if you find some people have a good luck charm or a good luck scarf. It brings them luck because it's such a high vibration. They probably chose it with such intention that it makes them feel like a new woman or a new man. Or like they are unstoppable. Like a a lot of good comes to them. It's true. It's true. Those pieces that you wear and that you surround yourself by can create good in your life. So goes that for your home, your car. Choosing quality is so important. It's so beautiful. And it's so simple. It's so simple. It's so easy. It's so natural for us to just choose things that bring us joy. That's it. If you choose things that bring you joy, if I told you this, if you chose things that bring you joy, life could change. Your life could literally change. That's simple. That's simple. Because what you're fueling yourself with either will fuel you or will put the brakes on. And you don't want to be riding with two feet. <laughs> So choose the fuel, choose the gas, choose what brings you joy in all areas of your life. And you know what? Sometimes it takes an uncomfortable transition for that new to come. So if you're in this stage right now, you're listening to this this podcast and you're like, yes, Alexa, I want to create such newness for myself that I want to cut out better all these awful foods i want to get rid of all these shampoos i want to get rid of all the clothes in my closet that really i just can't stand they carry so much ugh heavy energy and i want to go get rid of you know i have three friends that really they don't bring any quality to my life we're just trash talking all the time they don't make me a better woman or a better man And if you do all those things and you stand up to your dad or your mom or you stand up to your sister or your brother, whatever, or your aunt or your uncle, your grandma or your grandpa, and you stand up to them, that's a lot of change that you're creating. It's so awesome and so beautiful and so empowering, right? But there may be a stage in the after of that where you may feel a little, a little space. I'll say, I'm going to put it nicely. A little space. And you may love it. You may totally love it, like me. I love. I love having space. I love having downtime. I love having having um, that period where it may feel even a little lonely because you've created or you've you created space um, where new can come in. But sometimes the new doesn't come in like a snap of the finger. It comes over a couple of weeks or a month or two, and it's you creating that space where you remove the toxicities of all kinds to bring in that new. And sometimes it can be a little lonely at that period. And I'm just saying that just it may not be for you. And it's not really it's always for me. But um, don't be surprised if you have that period. And in that period, you can create new for yourself. That downtime, maybe you go explore different areas, explore a new job, explore new friends, explore a new group of um, possibilities where you can meet people that are actually better for you. You explore new cafes, new restaurants, new um, markets where you can buy fresh produce. Isn't that exciting? Isn't that so freaking exciting? I freaking love it. I freaking love it. Oh, so exciting. So exciting. Who knows, you could walk in the store and meet your next boss or your new client, depending on what your job is. Cool, right? Freaking cool. Quality. It's one word, just quality. Choosing quality. That is literally how I live my life in a state of so much quality that I only attract quality. What you put out, what you, what you, what you desire, what you're giving, what you're attracting will attract more of that. Isn't that awesome? Isn't that awesome? Life is rather simple once you come home to you. But sometimes in this lifetime, we, we don't know. We are searching outside of ourselves for recognition, for answers, for hope, for life. Not realizing it's all within ourselves. Nobody has the answers but you. There are mentors. There are guides. There are are people that can help you. Absolutely. But it's all within you. Coming home to yourself, you know what you want. You know what you deserve. You just have to create it. So to that, I hope you have a lovely day. I hope that you choose quality, quality, over everything, and you make small shifts in your life today to choose quality, a quality life, quality foods, quality drinks, quality furniture, quality clothes, friends, family, relationships, quality everything. I hope you have a lovely day, and I will see you next week. Oh my god. Guys, I'm on a walk right now. And I can't tell you how warm it is. God, do I love it. God, do I love it. Oh god, I can't even. I can't even. So, um, I feel really grateful that I'm get to be on this walk and it's super warm and second to that, I love it. And with that, speaking of how much I love it, we're going in today, I'm gonna do a walk and talk on the topic of love and the three different types of love and how in my personal life, I'm welcoming in a new kind of love that I have not experienced in honestly, my lifetime, (laughs) in a healthy way and um, I'm so grateful for it. I'm learning because of it. A lot of emotions came up because of this past weekend. So, yes, let's dive in. Okay, I took the headphones out. Headphones suck, come on. I mean, a lot of you are gonna tell me no. They are awesome, but for me they suck. I love, I'm on a walk, I wanna hear nature. I don't wanna hear, I don't wanna have like, shit in my ears. (laughs) Stupid stupid, I know. Okay, so this is like a really soft topic that I can't wait to talk about um, and reflect on as if you guys are like, I'm on the phone with you and I'm telling you about my life. So um, the three types of love that we don't talk about that exists that are prevalent is one, general love. Two, romantic love and three sexual polarity or more polarity love but more sexual polarity because they're all different types of feelings and that sexual polarity that uh, that excuse me that love and the polarity is really sexual so um the general love is love that we generally give to things like I love this walk and I love you guys and I love I love talking to her and I love talking to him and I love my dog and I love navy blue clothes. I don't know. <laughs> um, that is general love and it is and we are able to give that to everyone any time of the day, including most in top number one, including ourselves, giving ourselves that general love. Now, romantic love is, of course, when we feel like, wow, how does this person know so much about me? It feels very meant to be coming together with this person. And you share the same qualities or the same past experiences and and whatnot. And you just feel like, wow, have I known you all my life kind of thing. That is romantic love. There are ups and downs within romantic love as sometimes those... Things you attract in the person are weaknesses, not really weaknesses, but are the vibrations that you're vibrating at. So if you're vibrating at a a low level of constant fear and anxiety and, and scared of life and scared of things, you're going to attract people that are exactly the same. And you're going to be like, wow, you feel the same thing, like I'm not alone. And It's going to feel great. But if you did some more inner work and you no longer felt fear and anxiety and scared, You don't attract those people. You attract people that are positive, that are maybe reaching towards bigger, larger goals that you would have been scared of before, but are no longer scared of. And then you have sexual polarity, which is when you just show up in a room and with the opposite sex or whoever you're attracted to, you just feel this like this fire within yourself that like this like sudden connection sudden heat of energy within your body and it feels like whoa um, and a lot of times that isn't always something to act on it is just a feeling um, that we as humans actually as mammals all have um, because we are here to mate so those are the three types of love now what I want to go into is more like the general love and how I don't like how um, it is like downed to give or feel love immediately in a relationship of any sorts because I have a lot of love to give. So because I have a lot of love to give, I feel love immediately. Am I attached? Am I in love with that person, probably not, but I do have some love for that person. So, with that, I want to go into friendship love and how, for me, I've never actually known that. <laughs> known that with another woman, for myself a friendship with another woman and felt really healthy and happy and balanced and like they're not gonna leave um and giving that general love more prevalent in my life these days than ever before and how that feels within myself and every time that you know it's so easy because life happens and sometimes it encourages us to want to put a wall up or maybe we feel sad and we put our walls up and then we start living like living our life again for that week with our walls up forgetting that hey Alexa or whoever you can let your walls down like you don't need to be guarded nobody's nobody's going to slaughter you <laughs> the thing is is we all are so good at being in our fight, flight or flight. Fight or flight. Well, the only reason that adrenal response exists, guys, is because back way, 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 way in the prehistoric, the English, prehistoric days, we were chased by mountain lions. We were killing and slaughtering our own food. And we didn't know when we didn't know if we were going to survive. So we needed that survival mode. But may I ask you? Is your house burning down? Are you jumping off a cliff? Are is there someone immediately die? Are you being rushed into an ambulance? If none of those things are happening, and even in those things, you always want to practice meditation, practice grounding yourself. But if you're not in those things, take a deep breath in. Take a deep breath in. Clear that mental clutter out of your brain and come back to this present moment and realize... There ain't really much I need to be worrying about or fearful about or stressed about. It feels really good to actually live in that, so I used to live in that <laughs> all the time <laughs> all the time, and so I come from experience and and knowing what that is to but is like to feel like that um So, going back to this new person in my life, this new friendship that's very a soul sister friendship that I've never experienced before. I actually, I've said to many people, I actually don't like what people say, like, oh, that's my soul sister. I think it's, for a woman, sometimes it's just tossed around so easily. Oh, my soul sister. And the next year, the next day, they're in a fight and they're, you know... Manipulative, or they're actually talking shit, and I'm like, "Well, how is she your soul sister if if those are the things you're doing with her or uh, talking about with her?" And so that's where I get a little like I don't like to put names or attachments to people. Maybe it's me. Maybe it's my own. <laughs> Honestly, it's probably my my own weakness. And just talking about this, like I said, is I'm like on the phone with uh, with you guys, so I'm talking out my life at the moment. <laughs> And so, in honest and and to be honest i 'm probably um, projecting some fear and some some bad attachments with prior friends um, growing up as a kid, and how um, they all left, they all left, and being feeling being and feeling alone, and when someone came in, it was never long before they left again. And then someone else would come in and they left again. And there was never true trust and attachment that I could gain because then there would be tears of, and they're gone, you know, and learning how to become my own best friend. And so having her and knowing that she's not leaving and that things feel really good. And I'm actually, I melted down. So I... Also, not to be totally vulnerable in this, in this conversation, but I never, I had so much fear and anxiety that I barely did sleepovers as a kid over a friend's house. I I don't think I ever slept over a friend's house, to be honest, as a kid. The only people I slept over was my, my cousins, which that was difficult and a half. (laughs) Can ask my aunt? She'd drive me home at one in the morning because I couldn't sleep. And, And... um, and then I had my other cousin's house I, I could sleep over. I don't know why I felt safe there. Um, and I would sleep over there. So I, I really didn't have sleepovers over friend's house. I never did that thing. Um, never really did total normal playdates. I wanted nothing to do with it. So this past weekend, Friday, I felt really... And this is where I encourage you guys, if you're ever feeling anything, to feel it. To let the emotion process. Don't be, don't be scared of, of, of crying or be feeling weak in those tears. No, you crying is letting go of the emotion and the trapped emotions and the trapped feelings and maybe 20 years of, of trauma in one cry. Isn't that crazy? Isn't that crazy? It is not, I'm telling you right now, it is not a cool thing to say, yeah, I've never cried. Oh, yeah, dude, you sound fucking awful. I can imagine the shit you're holding on (laughs) to. Sorry. (laughs) But come on. Come on. No, 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 no. I want you to connect with your heart hold yourself one morning from day when you feel it and allow yourself to feel that emotion so Friday morning woke up was in very much my feels I don't know what was going on but I was just off I knew though that Saturday the new moon was coming and there was a solar eclipse And the two combined with some other things was a lot of emotion. It was a lot of, um, a lot of change. And so, um, I believe it was a mix of that and a lot that was shedding in that new moon. A lot of, a lot of old, a lot of old, because I was absolutely in my feels, um, that day I was on and off between like sad and then grateful. And then I was like hard on myself and then loving myself. And I was just like a mix of so many things. And, um, so I felt that Friday and then I texted my friend, this friend that I'm talking about and, you know, asked her how she was doing and she was feeling the same, way. And I was like, I was like, I literally just posted this how I felt on my story. I was like, it's crazy how you're saying that I'm, that you're feeling the exact same way. And I was like, i literally the exact same way. So I was either saying to myself, either we're really connected, which we know we're both connected, or that this is something that everyone's feeling. So I believe both. But that in that moment, she reached out and she was like, "What do you want to come over tonight, blah, blah, blah. And I initiated, yeah. And then I said, I can get there on the later side, but what if, what do you know? Are you okay with that if I slept over? Because I'm a distance away from her house. And she was like, I was just thinking the same thing. So I slept over for my first time over a friend's house. <sighs> and probably all my lifetime. And it felt so freaking good. So freaking good. But that Saturday, we got some projects done. I was kind of going into... I say... And I don't mean this... I don't say this in a bad way. But I kind of went into, like, old Alexa, where I was grinding out shit. Because old Alexa used to be an interior designer. And, um... (laughs) Old Alexa used to move... Was all in her flight or flight. Was all in her fear. And moved frantically doing projects. Well, like someone frantic and finished the entire bathroom, painted that thing <laughs> real freaking fast. But half when I was on the last coat, I she was working and I just felt like I needed to give her a hug and I wanted to cry. But I didn't know why I wanted to cry. I just wanted to cry. I didn't I didn't act on that. So I just finished up. I was I was starting to you know trying to explain to her in a in a non just like oh yeah I just need to slow down I just like kicked out that bathroom I think a way too fast she's like I know you like you like kicked ass and I was like yeah Alexa old Alexa was activated <laughs> I said new Alexa's now like um Alexa what are you what are you fucking doing over there um we can't move like that <laughs> um and so. Not to mention, like I said, new moon, solar plexus, I was feeling all the feels. So I knew in the past um, month that um, there was a big shift coming with me because two years ago my life completely changed in a great way, but a lot of lessons had appeared in those two years, karmic lessons with people and things. And a lot, a lot of, a lot of, a lot of lessons. And so I knew that we're all finishing up, though, November, December, these two months. And yes, that Saturday, I started to share share a part of me that she didn't know in the past two years, two parts of me. And she was like, oh, my God, Alexa, I didn't know you went through that, like, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, yeah, and I just I started to cry and started to let out the emotions of like what I what I've gone through. And I want you to want you to think about what you've gone through in these past two years and or maybe four years or however many years, maybe all your life, and reflect on how you feel and what you've gone through and how fucking proud you are for who you are right now in this moment. Because I started to feel and see and realize what I was chasing and what I'm not chasing anymore and what I felt in those moments and the memories that I had that were so good, but I forgot about them. And because I've been doing a lot of healing, which is great and I don't need to hold on to those memories, but how good they felt at one point in my life and, and how I'm reflecting on them and making peace and going, thank you for them. I love them, but they are no longer the luxe I'm com- becoming. Right? Right. It's, it's good to look back and reflect and say to yourself, wow, look how far I've come. But you don't ever need, it is never good to go back to your past and just start like talking about it and talking about it and then talking about it and talking about it and talking about it for days, years on end. No. If you're talking about it, it's because you're stuck there you're stuck there in your past. I'm not stuck there. I just was feeling it. I Was feeling it. I was recognizing it and I was letting it all go and moving on and and realizing where I am today. And she had to go. So we both left and I called her to finish up my two-year story of of a lot of a lot of things that happened in my life in the past 2 years. A lot has happened in the past 2 years. And things that she didn't know and I said to her when as soon as I called her on the phone to you know finish our story I had said to her I couldn't tell you this in person but I so love you so much that I'm afraid that I'm not going to be the friend that you deserve because I don't I've never had a long-term friend that I love so much that I care about and want to be the best version of myself to that i'm afraid of hurting her or saying the wrong thing or or being unintentionally mean because i just had a, a low day or or you know you're not everyone's no one's perfect and and you know maybe she's in a bad mood and i didn't realize and i said something and it ticked her off right these are just examples but this is how my head was thinking and how i don't ever want that to happen and how i just i'm i'm scared of losing her in some way I'm scared of being a bad friend cuz I've never I've never cared about someone so much and I've never had this and I don't want to mess it up like my past. And I was like crying all through that. It felt so good to say and there was just a level of deeper connection that we built in those in that hour that we talked about my my past and then admitting that to her and feeling a whole sort of level of love a new level of love that it was experienced and how opening your heart up can open your heart up to not only romance but friendships but maybe a relationship with a dog or a cat or or also like nature or the beach or like a new cafe or new adventures and a new career and how much you love it so much because you opened your heart up to receiving and feeling we can all be so good at giving ourselves away giving our power away but we're not so good at receiving the love from others creating that space to feel and to love and to understand I'm just sitting in this silence. It just feels so good to talk about this. So I honestly believe with this new moon and this solar eclipse that a lot of a lot of what I'm talking about was felt by others and how they felt potentially a shift in where they were in the past two years to where they're going this month and all the abundance that's coming. The abundance that is coming in for everyone. I even had. To be honest, my first sale Friday night. I had my first sale. I made a shift in my business on Thursday, we and then and then had my first sale Friday night, and I cried. I cried. That night, I went home. I was driving home after talking with her, my friend. I felt. I truly felt the past two years of my life in a deeper way than I've ever experienced. I truly felt, because I was watching, I was just relaxing. I didn't want to do anything. I didn't want to think. I was feeling a lot. And I, as a result, was watching Hallmark movie with my sister. And um, the emotions, the softness that was being embarked, or being... um, Perceived in the movie was being felt by me. Oh, my headphones! Alexa dropped her headphones in the middle of the road. Thank God I walked back, because I just found them. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely hated those things. <laughs> okay, so um, <laughs> I was yes, I was feeling the movie and every like emotion, every every sentence that they would felt the connection between the the man and the woman to the family to whatever. I was fe- feeling. <laughs> Um, feeling it in myself, um, and in what I had experienced, um, in the past two years. And I was shedding a lot of tears, a lot of tears, um, on that couch. And I woke up the next morning and I had a pounding headache and was feeling still. Um, went to church, didn't really, I didn't want to talk to anybody all day. And mind you, the whole weekend, I really didn't want to talk. I just wanted to just, just sit and feel. And I could be around people. I just didn't want to, I didn't feel the need to talk. Because so my body was processing. It was cleansing. It was digesting. It was letting go. And it was making space for so much new to come in. So, I, um, yeah, I had a headache on Sunday, the day after. Um my weekend with my friend and and i just cried so much more in in the car and in, in church and the drive to the coffee shop at the coffee shop when i came home in the car i played really really all my old music i played all my old music i felt i wanted to feel feel what I experienced but I had no attachment I had no like deep sorrow but I was just feeling how I once felt and understanding that it's no longer me it was a beautiful life I experienced it was a beautiful part of my life but it's no longer who I am and I felt that as I welcomed new love with really right now myself and a friendship in and I know there's so much shedding out because not to mention (laughs) to be totally personal I had I had my ex and then a recent guy and an old friend and another old friend reach out in this week so it was like a lot of new is, is coming in I know it I can feel it but God is also testing me on whether you ready Alexa cuz I'm ready to spread your wings for you to fly but here's like here's an M&M here's an M&M are you going to take it and all those four times I refused to take it I chose to keep my to take my power back and to go ahead in life with the space I'm creating knowing that some people are leaving my life and that's okay because the life I'm creating is bigger and better than myself even you are the five people you surround yourself by So long story short, (laughs) love, giving general love to everyone that you cross paths with, whether it's a leaf on the ground to your dad or your mom, giving general love is so beautiful and so needed in this life. Then there's romantic love and then there's sexual polarity. And more importantly, in all those areas, you know, which one are you working on right now? For me, it's general love in a friendship. That's a deeper love than I've experienced in a very long time, and I'm learning how to have a healthy friendship and how to create that and how I'm going to learn another different another type of love that I've never experienced and how amazing this is. I don't you don't need romance to experience love. You don't need a guy. You can experience love with your cat, with your dog, with your mom, with your sister, with your brother, with a friend. And you can learn how to love a little bit deeper than you ever knew before. So I encourage you to love a little deeper, to open your heart a little wider, and to be you. Hi! Hi, 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 hi! So, uh, last week I was away, and the week before that I took a week off. And last week when I was away, I actually recorded a fire, fire podcast podcast by your podcast that didn't record because I had partial service so what I recorded did not save. So <laughs> all that for nothing. And then my my um, software decided to like fail because it was like what is what did you bring me? Because <laughs> wherever you brought me did not work. So I am here this week back at it uh, with some new content inspired by by one and only, <laughs> my number one supporter. <laughs> um, we had a conversation in the past week, and so I'm going to dive into it today, right now. So, all right, so today we're diving in. Now, a little update. Yeah, I had COVID, and just got, I just went to the emergency or not emergency the urgent care just to get a test done my first test I've not been swabbed since the beginning of this whole thing but um yeah so I got swabbed today I'm hoping it comes back negative at the same time I'm also hoping it comes back positive so that I have proof that I had COVID um but we'll see we'll see what happens um but I'm feeling really, rather good. I'm on a walk right now. I have my energy back. I just have a couple um, things. Just my, I just have just a cough and just moving out the mucus. You know, like any normal head cold. The stuffed up nose seems to last a little longer, right? So, but today I want to go into emotions. And like I told you, I had recorded a fire podcast last week. Uh, It was so good. Um, And it was all about actually something that I had um, shed um, a week or two prior to talking to you today Um, uh, within myself. And what that ignited within me and then my business coach has been amazing and has been helping me with my business tremendously and the shift that I made with my business and I was just sharing with all of you that. And I really didn't don't plan to go on to that today. Um, but maybe we make it an extra long episode. And we do. We do. <laughs> um, so to start off, oh, yeah, I think I'm going to start off how this whole podcast, you know, it's funny how I took a, two weeks off, um, is taking a shift and even I changed my logo on it because the way I want to present myself on here is a lot more feminine. And um, with anything in life that's very organized or structured or you have to get done um, or you seek problem and find solution a lot of things in life are like that you just either look at things as a problem and solution at least I am I've grown up as that oh if something's wrong okay I'm gonna fix it what's the next thing and it's like checking I'm very good at checking things off the to-do list and you know what life is not always about that it's not about that at all. It's about the journey. And I'm so... I was so good at getting getting to the destination. And and when things would get, like, tough or not be as so destination-oriented, I was at a harder time because so I was like, Ugh! Oh, Alright, no destination. Move on to the next thing. Because it was the instant gratification that I was looking for. And so I say that because... This podcast, I was, you know, um, was getting too organized in my in my headspace, where I was planning it out and having to do it every Monday and all that stuff. And it wasn't even wasn't really a big deal. It was more like an unconscious thing that I didn't realize I was putting a to-do checklist off of. Um, and what that is is my masculine side of me. That's very good at. Um, being on my mission <laughs> in life, um, and being rigid in and what I have to do and and just getting it done and blah blah blah. So, um, yeah, and I say that all because two weeks ago was a Friday, and the whole week prior to that Friday, I was rather rigid. I actually had been over my friend's house and painted her bathroom and. And me painting her her bathroom was something that I used to do. I used to do more interior design work when I was younger. And um, when I would do interior design, yes, I'm good at it. Yes, I love to do it. But at the same time, I don't like to do it because it just satisfies the instant gratification of, oh, problem, okay, solution, paint the walls get it done and all right what's the next thing okay we gotta do the tile and I don't ever enjoy the process I'm just there to get the project done and so that's one reason why I let go of interior design because it wasn't fulfilling me to the core um and it was very masculine oriented so um, I started my week with that, and then the whole week, I kind of was very just, I was at peace. I felt really good in the sense that I feel really at, felt really at peace with my life, but um, I noticed a lot of things came up from my past. Friends, um, old ways, old ways, a lot of my old self, and I recognized how I was so at peace, but... I was still in my masculine, had my masculine wall up. Like, yeah, I I can, I've been showing myself as feminine and, and being more feminine. And I am way more feminine than I've ever been. But um, I am scared to take down that masculine wall of mine. Because I'm afraid that I'm going to get hurt. Or that I'm really, yeah, really I'm going to get hurt, that I'm going to get hurt by someone or something or some situation's going to hurt me, uh, because that's how I was hurt when I was a kid, and I recognized that every time that I hold that wall up, I prevent myself from loving more people for changing, prevent myself for changing, from changing other people's lives, because I'm more scared to get hurt than put myself out there and help someone else. So I recognized that after this long week, that long week, and uh, that Friday, I just knew I was like, I just need to go up north. Because I just recognize all these people in my life that are my old self, and um, aren't really <sighs> making my future a better future, kind of thing. And so, and I, to that too, if you ever feel like people in your life, though you love them, aren't really helping you become a better. You, it's okay. You can let them go. Because you recognizing that they're not helping you be a better person, you people pleasing go, oh, but she has this, or oh, he has that, or oh, my mom is this. It's like, you're just justifying why you should not listen to your gut. And if you're not going to listen to your gut in that one instance, guess what? You're going to fall off the bandwagon and start to not listen to your gut. To not only, you know, creating space from a friend or a parent or whatever it is. To not listen to your gut on when you should break up with someone that's really bad for you. Or not listen to your gut when um, when you, you should be t- saying, when you know that the job is right there for you and you say no because who knows why you said no so um I that day drove to New Hampshire because let me tell you guys folks nature is is very feminine nature is feminine it is so organic, natural, soft, elegant, beautiful, effortless, wild but free. Right? And when I, when you go to nature, you feel softer. You feel a little bit lighter. And this is why it's so powerful to when you when you're driving, to when you're walking, to when you're doing the mundane tasks that you remind yourself to look around because guess what's right there in front of you at every moment of the day? Nature. And if you just notice all the little things about nature, like it's a painting in front of you, you'll start to notice how grateful you are. And how beautiful nature is. So, Um, so yeah I went to New Hampshire but it was too cold to go for a walk so I found this coffee shop and I wasn't sure if I should go I didn't really want to be inside but it went and it was so cute it was like a country cottage and nobody was there I ordered a small like tea and I sat down on the one piece of furniture that represented the softness of the feminine, and that was the couch. There was, there was bar stools, there was hard stools, but there was a couch. And I sat on that couch, and for the first time in that week, I softened I on my body to relax, take a deep breath in, and I felt like giddy joyful playful like I could just have fun and I was just sitting on a couch I was just sitting on the couch but that softness allowed me to feel playful and I recognized that and then two experiences after that in that same same coffee shop happened that probably wouldn't have happened if I was had my masculine shield up. If I was just there on my mission to sit down, read, and then leave, and go home, and then you're going to do this. It's like, enjoy the moment. Relax into the moment. Breathe into that moment. Right? So... I went home... And I shed my masculine wool. I completely shed it. I sat went right to my basement at home, and I started journaling. I started dancing, I started it repeating the words, "I'm scared to step falling into my feminine because I was never shown how to." And I'm scared. I'm scared, I'm scared of getting hurt. I'm scared. and just started repeating these things to, and started crying and feeling and letting the emotion come out of me on why I have this shield up still. And I danced it out, I moved it out like the waves in the ocean. And when I was done, after like two hours, I finished off with a shower where I allowed all that emotion and feeling to be washed away. And it was. And it was. And my masculine shield has not come back since then to that degree. There's always a time to soften even more, right? I'm, st- you, you, I'm still gonna always be learning how to soften more to my feminine and to my radiance and to my love the love that I am, but that moment was really powerful, really powerful, and can be really scary too for some. I mean, I couldn't have done it any day sooner. That was the perfect time for me to let go of that. And so that weekend... I taught my first workshop and talk about the difference between the feminine and the masculine. So, if you have hosted a workshop, think about if you were hosting a workshop, you know what would you do? You'd be like, okay, what do I? What am I going to teach these people? And let me write out the curriculum. Let me do a presentation. I write, write the notes. Write about all the things you're going to say. Right? That's exactly the opposite of what I did. <laughs> I knew that I wanted to go about it in a very feminine way. What's the difference between the masculine and the feminine? The masculine is exactly what I just explained. The feminine goes from love, goes from her natural, organic, wild, free, playful, going with the flow way. She doesn't have any rigid structure yeah, she may know some pointers. So clearly, she knows came okay, a workshop on blank, blank, blank. <laughs> so I, I over the course of the week prior, I had wrote down some pointers that I wanted to potentially tap on. Fifteen minutes before the class, I wrote down those pointers on a piece of paper, so I wasn't looking at my phone. And when it came time for me to teach to the to workshop, I just let it flow. Because you as the teacher, you as the facilitator, your best resource is your students. They're guiding you. You're not guiding them, they're guiding you. So I let them guide me through the workshop. And it flowed so beautifully. And it went really, really well. And it was amazing because not only did I do that, But I also had an added boost of confidence and demonstration just hours before um, when I went to church. The lead pastor and his wife, um, he normally goes up and talks all the time. And I love listening to him. He's amazing. But for the first time, she went up and... She got up on stage and and she looked at the audience and goes, "You know, this past week, the staff kept asking me, "What am I gonna talk about? You know, what are you gonna talk about? what scriptures are you gonna you're gonna note so that we can prepare?" the presentation so that the audience can like follow along and read those scriptures on the tvs and she goes i have no idea she goes i'm not gonna tell you i i i'm gonna write some notes down in the day of whatever comes will flow and she did that she did that exactly that and what did she do she moved the entire audience. She had us all in tears. She showed so much love, so much passion, so much, so much knowledge in just going with her feminine flow and speaking her truth out of love. And it was so radiant. It was so beautiful. You just felt her presence. You felt her radiance. You felt her love. You felt her, her feminine energy and her strength in that. In that um, when I went to church that morning, and I walked out of there and I said, Thank you, God, because he showed me what I just moved out of me two days ago, which is that masculine shield. This, this is it. This is who I'm becoming. This is the woman I'm becoming. And he showed me how to become her. All I have to do is just start to be. And so when I went to that workshop, I did that. And then to, to so funny enough, I just got a phone call from my business mentor, Dean, as I was about to say, the Monday after this, I went on a call with him, my weekly call with him, and he was talking and we really were honing in on who I am and what I'm, what I'm sharing to my audience and who, what is my offer, my number one offer. That's going to make me money. And and also heal the world. Because that's my my why. And he said to me, you're a relationship coach. And when he said that, it was the direction I was thinking of heading heading in. And so it was really um, reassuring to hear that. But not only that... When I said, when he said relationship coach, I said it's not so much about bringing couples together. It's not about marriage, though this can help that. But what what I am as a relationship coach is I'm here to help you build a relationship with the one person that needs it most, yourself. Because let me guess, you want the best, most healthiest relationships in your life. Friend, foe, partner, family, love. You want the healthiest relationships. And to achieve that, you are going to do whatever you possibly can to achieve that. How? By building a relationship with yourself. And now you you don't have to. You don't have to. Because it's your choice. You can live the life that you're living right now, chasing outside recognition, outside fulfillment from others' love, or you can find it within yourself so that no matter where you look, The relationships are always so prosperous, abundant, beautiful, healthy, loving, whether it's a relationship with your partner, to your sibling, to your friends, but also the relationships to your career, to the way you fold laundry, to the way you mow the lawn, to the way you go for a walk. Everything's a relationship. So. I'm proudly now a relationship coach, and I love it. I'm super excited about it, and I love it, love it, love it. And got a lot of um, things that are building on the back side, or the back side, no, on the back end. There you go, the back end. Um, So, yeah. So, you know, connecting this all together, I want you... To really, if you are a woman and you are scared, you don't trust men, so you decide you have to be the man. And by being the man, you either act like it, you talk like it, you have your masculine shield up. Or maybe you 're a woman, and you love men, and you don't have any bad hate towards men, but you have a lot of women in your in your life who don't who don't trust men, and also maybe you were only shown how to be a masculine man and to be a tough girl and to to the only way for you to go anywhere in life is for you to be strong, independent woman and nothing wrong with that, but you know the only way you were shown was by being this um. A very masculine woman. So, repeating the words, I'm safe to step into my feminine is huge. is huge. And then for men, if you are analyzing a lot in your head, if you are constantly very serious with yourself and asking yourself a lot of questions and whatnot, you're trying to figure out the answers to the world but the answers to the world are never it's not about the answers to the world they're never going to get the answers to the world and in that questioning you've kind of put up your feminine wall and you've softened so i want you to feel safe repeat i feel safe to step into my masculine. Now, if you're also the masculine who has a big wall up of ego, and you think you know everything, and you um, search outside of yourself to fulfill you, you're always striving for money, um, financial um, success, or... Anything, Any kind of success, getting the most beautiful woman to getting the most beautiful steak to whatever it is. If you're searching outside of you for perfection and you're very ego about it and how you have everything and, and you know everything, there's an imbalance in your masculine. And understanding that it's safe to... to... Awaken your truth. See, to be a man, you just have to walk with truth. And when you speak truth, an effortless truth, you'll understand that freedom, you are freedom. You don't need to seek freedom because you are freedom. You are free. You're already free. You are already free. You just have to be and walk in truth. In purpose, now, sometimes we lose our mission as men, because men are always need a mission, need a why. Why are we waking up every morning? What is our why, and sometimes our why changes now when that change comes, so for example, if you have a friend who's a guy who dated a girl for a while and his mission was her was her right. Number one, not going to lie, a guy should never, his mission should never, at his core mission, should never be a woman. It should be something he's chasing, but it should not be his mission. His mission should be something outside of that. Something more deeper and more fulfilling. Whether it's like... A project he's working on of some sort, so but let's say in this in this instance, I had a friend who who was chasing a woman, and his mission was was getting her he got her, and then she's she left, and his mission is to try to get her back, and so he's been in his head trying to analyze what he needs to do to get her back and He's going to go see her soon. And I told him, as a masculine, you're chasing your woman, which is okay. You're hunting her down. That is okay. I said, but do when you go. It's okay if you attach the idea that you think she's going to come back. But understand that there may be a chance that she doesn't come back. And you are going to need, here's the sketcher, you're going to need time alone to reevaluate your mission in life again, because without that mission, you're gonna feel you have no purpose and no, no why. You do, you do, you totally do. But you're not gonna feel it because you just were stripped of your major project that you've been seeking and chasing after for a few for a few years. So allowing this time for a man to have that space to recollect himself and figure out his why is going to make him show up better to himself, to his work, to his lover, and all that good stuff. So I love talking about the masculine and feminine. This is the beauty of it. This is the beauty of it, really. Um, yeah. Softening into your feminine. So, and this is the last part I'll share with you. So, if you also... So, the last part of this is the best part. It's if you are putting out a false narrative or character of who you are, and you're gonna attract a false character or false character of who you want. So if you're asking like, "Oh, there's no more real men or no more real women out there," I want this very strong man. I want this very radiant, soft woman. And you wonder why you can never get that. Ask yourself what energy you're putting out. So for a woman, imagine the man you wanna you want. To be with, and picture him, and then make sure that you want to be the one next to him, not him. If you want to be him, then we gotta we have we have to question. We have to question why you have that wall up. Why you want to be him? Why you're protecting yourself? Why you're scared to allow him to be the man? Because you want to be the one next to him. Glowing, radiant, loving. And for the man, to the woman, if you're imagining this radiant, loving woman, imagine her. Now imagine how you feel next to her. Do you shrink? Or do you feel big? And are you shrinking in life on a daily? Are you letting things pass you by? Don't shrink. Be big. Be big in your boldness. Know your mission. Know what you want. Know your truth. Know your purpose. Know your passion. You know it. You just got to be it. And you'll be free. And when you see it, you'll want to hunt her down. So... That's a little bit about the masculine and the feminine, my shifting out and this new transition I'm making on my podcast, being more flowy, more feminine, more playful with it, and now becoming a relationship coach, which I'm so excited about. So I hope you have a lovely day and be your core essence, soften into your core essence, whatever your core is. Welcome. (laughs) <laughs> so, I don't know why I said that, so weird, but welcome, welcome, welcome. <laughs> um, I'm in a very calm state right now. I'm actually in my feels, I call it, I'm in my feels, I've been feeling a lot um, in the last couple hours, um, and I feel called to share something that I'm actually doing right now. With myself so this is for the ladies the ladies only but men can do this too Um, but it would be called something different (laughs) but we ladies I'm jumping into womb healing and how to heal your womb so let's dive in so I learned this technique Ooh, about probably a year ago or so, it is in Ayurveda. At least the method that I learned was an Ayurveda um, tradition and technique and meditation. Um, because, woman, 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 we, when we sexually interact with another being we take on the energy of that being no matter what no matter the form of interaction if that makes sense I don't care if it's a little foreplay or a full blown you know 10 year relationship you're taking on the energy the, the energy of that person. And when you leave that person, you still hold their energy. And so ways to release that energy so you're not holding on to it is a wonderful practice that I'm going to share with you. And I think I'm going to keep this podcast really short because I want you to take this and I want you to run with it. Um, But I want you to really get serious with yourself and ask, you know, who are all the people that you've interacted with sexually and write them all down. Like I said, 10 year relationship to a little bit of foreplay there, here or there. And when you write that list down, each one of those you are going to conduct a intimate intimate meditation with, in releasing their energy. So what you basically do is, and you can start with whoever you want to. Um, you can start with the, the little guys, or you can start with the the bigger, the bigger devil, (laughs) um, the bigger energy, you know, um, this sounds horrible, the bigger dick, (laughs) okay, I'm just best, so these are just names, (laughs) um, (laughs) so, okay, fun's over, and I'm just kidding, okay, so whenever you, so whoever you choose to start with, I want you to allow yourself the space to sit down in your room, in a space that is quiet and comfortable for you. And imagine, like close well, first to close your eyes and breathe into your body. And then imagine that person sitting next to you. Not next to you, excuse me, across from you. So you're looking at them and they're looking at you. And I want you to say, hello whatever their name is, and look and say, I am now releasing you from my body. I am letting go of all your energy, bad or good, that is no longer mine. You can have it back. And I would love mine back in return. And it doesn't have to be super scripted like that. I just completely just thought of that right now. But that is the interaction. And so, welcoming them there. You may, just in the first, you know, couple minutes of meditating and, and, and welcoming this person into your meditation, you may get all emotional. You may, you know, have some feels. Um... And allow yourself to feel. So maybe you can't jump farther past, you know, 10 minutes of just meditating in silence and facing this person because maybe they they did a lot um, to you, for you, um, or were a huge impact in your life, you know? Um, So it's okay, you know? Um, But when it's time, the next step to take... And again, there's no order to this, next part, but what you are going to imagine, and I I think of it as like yin and yang. You're the yin, he's the yang. If this is a um, heterosexual relationship, of course. I think I said that right. I always get them mixed up. I hope you know what I mean. <laughs> um, yeah. I totally, yes, I think I have that right. Um, so, the yin, like I said, the yin is the female, the yang is the male. And so what I imagine, like a yin and yang sign, the black and the white, is the male's energy black and the female's energy white. And so what I imagine, and sometimes maybe the person was really heavy and toxic to you. So sometimes, it, you know, it may take, you may want to focus just on that, the man's energy, and then focus on your energy. Or you can sometimes imagine them both. But what you're doing is meditating in quiet and visualizing him across from you and imagining black energy streaming out of your womb, streaming out of your vagina, and being brought to him, brought back to him. And white energy streaming out of his um pelvis and coming to you you are claiming your energy back and you are giving his energy back to him and there's that exchange and like i said you may like i said um want to just focus on your energy first and then his or you can do both at the same time whatever feels good depends on the relationship of course and then that's this is the period there's no end time you can sit in meditation with this person and you exchanging energies back to one one another for as long as five minutes as long as you know two hours you may even do 15 minutes and come back two weeks later and go oh man i Nope, I still feel some, you know, heavy energy ab- around so-and-so. So, you know, it's, it may not be a one-all and done, but you'll know. So when your meditation comes to a to a closure, when it feels right to you, um, how you sign off is very individualized, how I like to do it is when i feel like there is no much mo- no more um energy to give him that's his back and there's no more of my energy to claim as mine i'll feel that space you know maybe a lot of emotion maybe i cry and i hold myself right and then what i do actually is i put my hands you know hands to my heart but then when i'm closing the portal of the portal for my my womb, my vagina I put my hand over my vagina and I hold it like you're closing the door and like you're giving it some love because there's energy in your hand so you're giving it love Okay, so one hand on your heart one hand on your vagina and you're saying thank you to yourself and then the next thing I like to do is Again, I have that person. I'm visualizing this person across from me. What I do is I actually take my hand, and I put an X over them, and I say, "Thank you for whatever you, whatever the relationship looked like. Thank you, but you are now out of my life." And I literally grab my hand and I like, imagine like if I if it was a ball, I'd throw them across the room across the room, they're gone. They're out of your your lens. And then I come back to me, I hold my heart again. Maybe I close that portal again to my vagina. And sit with yourself. See how you feel, see what you shifted. Okay? This is your body, your body and we are all energy, and, um, you know, maybe now you're more in touch with yourself than you were when you, you know, started becoming a teenager, and your interactions with others were more frequent then and and less meaningful than how you desire them now, and, and you wish you were, you weren't, um, let's just say in bed as often as you were, <laughs> um, and that's okay. And holding peace for that part of you that needed that attention, maybe, or needed the love, or needed who knows? Who knows? But, you know, loving yourself for all the partners that you interacted with and what you learned from each. But this is womb healing. And I hope that this can help you and guide you into, you know, claiming your body and coming back to your body, coming home to your body as a woman because you are powerful. You are intuitive. You have this innate wisdom. You have this ability to create creation. Love every part of you. Truly. Because you are a creator of love. You embody love. So, you know, if someone in your past hurt you and their energy sits within you, why not you claim your energy back and, and give their energy back to them? Because you deserve it. You deserve it. So, I hope this helps you. As you begin your womb healing. Hello, hello. Welcome back. (laughs) We are diving in today to the fear of being seen by your partner, um, your partner of interest, whether it be the female or the male, and what that looks like.